Uh, welcome to Geek Exploration uh, Creator Corner. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And today we're talking to two gentlemen from the Ghost Thunder Collective who have a uh, hot Kickstarter going right now. It's already funded, but don't worry. They can always use more funding uh, for their comic Dead Blood, number one. Hello, David Andre, uh, writer and artist Christopher Alvarez. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? We are great. Doing well. I, I really like how uh, in your in the credits of the book, you guys, instead of saying David Andre writer, Chris Alvarez artist, it just says storytellers, David Andre and Chris Alvarez. That, yeah. That was probably that was intentional. A, I probably fucked it up. <laughs> it was a, it was intentional as a credit. You know, Chris, Christopher liked that. Uh, we stole that from uh, Matt Rosenberg, right? From the furthest place from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of felt like it actually matched kind of how we did Dead Blood. You know, I didn't like just sit down and write the script by myself and hand it to Christopher. Um, we both came up with the story and 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 Christopher made changes in the script as he's he's drawing and you know that's a, a better um, I think more kind of fun collaborative process anyway. So and with a comic book, you know, the script's only part of the storytelling. Like a lot of the storytelling is through the art. Yeah, definitely. Historically, when we've worked together, you know, we've done pretty much just straight down the line. David has written everything, scripted everything, and I come in and I do some character design, and and that's about it, and we go from there. Uh, and this time, we kind of pitched each other on ideas for the book, and then we just talked it out. We fleshed it out together. We wrote uh, a document, you know, about the, the, the whole world, and created these characters together. It just, it, it seemed more fitting. And, you know, the script's only function is to let the artist know, you know, kind of what was in my head anyways, you know, and, and, and so Christopher already knew all that, you know, so the scripts aren't made to be read as like a piece of literature. It's just, you know, kind of a you know, Ikea directions on how to build this thing. And, <laughs> You know, you probably find 20 different better ways to do it. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely more of a, a back and forth collaborative on the storytelling for sure. Well, I can imagine it would be nice for uh, for Christopher as well if uh, if you wanted a bunch of horses in there and he's like, fuck that. I'm not drawing horses on every page. Uh, bicycles and horses. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of brick, a lot of brick buildings. I'm pretty sure I did make some sort of declarative statement like that, that we wouldn't do X, Y, Z. I don't recall specifically what it was, but that sounds about right. Well, the last thing, uh, well, the last thing I had, he had to, he had to draw a horse. He had to draw horses. And one of the last thing we worked on was like a little Western anthology Yeah, and a carriage with like wagon wheels and stuff, man, that's, that's some fun stuff. Yeah. That, you know what? That was a lot of fun though. That story was great. <laughs> it, look, it looked horses, good too. I mean, that, that was included. That was a that was a trippy freaking short there, but before we uh, let's see, backstory for the listeners like I I know or well we know both of these guys we go way back. Um, I I met Chris, but you you call him Christopher at Comics and Comics years ago. Jeez, oh, uh, I mean we we went to the same high school, but he's got a couple years on me, and we struck up a friendship through our love of drawing comics. And Christopher knew uh, David Andre through working at Big Brother Comics, right? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's all comic related. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> comics brings everybody together. It really does. And um, well, that's well, also where I met my wife. Oh yeah, no kidding. And also yeah. uh, the these spawned art nights. Well, I guess you met your wife at an art night, and then uh, we had an art night for a while with uh, with David and some other folks, and we've all worked on comics together. And yeah, it is a really comic centric. Yeah, is it uh, where is it where you conceived your child by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of his comics are no longer near mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've, 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 I've had a lot of years, um, being drawing buddies with, uh, with Christopher specifically. It's been a fruitful relationship. I feel like it's, it's made me a better artist for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We've pushed each other for, for a number of years. So, um, why don't uh, why don't we start with with you, David? Let's hear a little bit about your your background and uh, how you got into comics and writing and yeah, because this is yeah. this is not even close to your first rodeo here. Yeah, uh, no, no, and uh, yeah, I'm a physical therapist by trade, which is of course, you no, know, naturally leads you into making comics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I you know started collecting comics back when. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was still on the shelf coming out, like I think issue four or five, whatever was happening in 1986. Um, So, you know, I've been in comics as a fan for a very, very long time. And even even younger, when I was in college, I tried to enter. Well, I did enter uh, like Wildstorm talent hunts and talent searches and stuff like that, where you would, you know, they gave you a prompt and, and wrote out a script and sent it in and actually got real person feedback from that stuff. So of course that was all a massive failure. And then, you know, life happens (laughs) and you got to get a job and make some money. And then, you know, about 12, I don't know, 13 years ago, my best friend lives in LA, um, who I also met at a comic shop. (laughs) It is. Uh, And he was friends with, uh, Cena Grace, who was the, who's the, uh, was the editor for The Walking Dead. And they needed help running this new Skybound booth. Skybound was a new company that was being created um, for Robert Kirkman's imprint within Image. Um, and so that kind of got me back into comics. I had a, I read a bunch of Walking Dead. I read a bunch of Invincible so I could work this booth. And that uh, kind of re-sparked my interest in comics and got to know a lot of creators started going to comic shops, met people like Christopher and started realizing that I still had this desire to, to write comics. And so I saw that Christopher had done his own self-published stuff and it like really opened my eyes and I'm like, Holy crap, you could just make a comic book. You don't have to wait, you know, for, you know, the inner talent searches to, you know, get someone to give you a job. So I started, uh, you know, writing and self-publishing um, comics, and uh, kind of went from there. Yeah, was that back in the Gilded Castle days? That was I. Uh, the Gilded Castle was the one I saw. I think Gilded Castle number three, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You can make this." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you just go to this place and print it." I'm like, "I." It was just one of those things that just seemed so obvious, and just never, I never realized it that. You can just make a comic yeah. book, you know, that, that's, that's pretty wild because I mean, I, I had a similar experience with that same project, you know, where, where we had, um, 
we had done an anthology book a few years before, but it, but it was more the Kinko style. But like this one, you know, we th- that was when Ben and I were doing Travels in Time, yeah. And um, and we, you know, we had what five or six stories in there, and all of a sudden we've got a full comic book. You take it to a professional printer, and you are holding in your hands like an actual comic book, <laughs> an actual comic. Yeah, yes. it, it's wild. Yeah, like nobody stops yeah. you. Like you, yes. <laughs> you can just do it. <laughs> you know, this was before, you know, I think the Kickstarter wasn't really a thing. So, you know, just self-published yeah. stuff, but I don't have any other hobbies or anything. This is what I put all my time and money into. So would pay artists, pay um, letters. And then, you know, Christopher would build it all for me because I have no computer skills. And then we get it, get it printed up and, and we're like, Hey, let's start doing some conventions. And that's kind of where ghost thunder came from. Mm-hmm. So I can sell my, self-published stuff and he could sell his self-published stuff and prints and things like that and his and his wife with uh with her art and her crafts and stuff i still have a little storm cloud with a uh with a lightning bolt like felt pin on my uh on my art bag nice nice. yeah love it it fell off once and i found it and put it back on (laughs) it lucked out (laughs) um now what about you uh mr alvarez it's kind of weird asking you this because I know so much of your history, but so don't lie. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this is a test. <laughs> um, you know, our, as David said, our, our timelines start to converge at, at some point. Um, but I've been drawing for as long as I can remember, I, you know, sixth grade, fifth grade, somewhere around there, I think is, is when I really, got into comics and and started just drawing in little notebooks and sketchbooks. And that continued for quite some time. Um, I started to get serious about it in my early 20s, but that also coincided with being in my early 20s. And so (laughs) there was a big clash there. And so kind of put that uh, aside for a little bit, picked it back up a little later, and really with uh with uh, the gilded castle stuff that's probably a dozen years ago at least now i would say that's when um things started getting serious i guess a, a little bit before that I, I you know when i was working at big brother comics i worked at big brother comics in total for about a, a decade and same thing as david you just see you you see all these comics you read all these comics and then you you want to make comics and Started up a, a little art night there at the, the comic shop, had a bunch of people come in, and we created a little product uh, a project called uh, Monday Comics. I think that might have been the first really self-published thing that I got serious about. Yeah, because our, our art night was, was on Monday. So it was Monday art night night. It was Monday art night night. <laughs> and uh, we created a, a Monday comic and it had a, a bunch of talented folk in it. Mm-hmm. And I've lost track with most of them uh, by now, unfortunately. But um, and then we moved on to a, a bit uh, more ambitious of a project with the Gilded Castle. And that's when you two came in and helped contribute a story. Um, Eben Burgoon and uh, Dan Bethel were in that book as well. I feel like that's really when started to get connected to the Sacramento comic scene in particular and make some connections there. And Eben's fantastic. He runs that uh, the Crocker Con uh, every year. And, you know, that's one of the best comic conventions there is. It's just so fun to see all the local folks 
And so he's been super supportive there. And then, you know, that's pretty much when we, David and I synced up. Uh, we we both worked the Skybound booth. He invited me along, and we were selling Invincible and Walking Dead and never heard Super of Super Dinosaur. And said, "What? Why can't yeah, never heard of him?" <laughs> said, "Why can't we just sell our own books?" So we did. We made Ghost Thunder, and you know we've been together ever since, making things in different capacities. Yeah, I was looking at uh, at some of your some of your other works that I have in my box earlier when I was uh, pulling out the Dead Blood Ash Can. I just, I want it on record, Chris, what are your artistic influences here? Who are your favorite artists? Um, well, back when I first started getting into comics, it was a hundred percent, uh, Rob Liefeld. There it is. And all <laughs> the other image boys. Um, that was, that was my bread and butter, but yeah, Rob Liefeld in particular. Uh, and then after, gosh, when was it? Probably late teens i think that's when i started working at comics and comics and back then uh, uh certain comics and comics had an adult section like a little curtain mm-hmm. that was and the comics with an y- x y- yeah i mean that was to me like just mind-blowing you know i'm, I'm reading all these this superhero stuff and you go in there and it's it wasn't just uh pornography i mean that was in there as well but it was just the underground books that you just weren't seeing on shelves anywhere and really that just opened up a whole new world for me so once i discovered that i mean dave cooper and robert crumb just immediately jumped to the to the top of the list so i I think those three are probably my 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 top favorites yeah when i look at your art i definitely like the first thing that came to my mind was was r crumb like yeah like there's definitely some of that kind of counterculture uh off, slightly off-putting vibe to it and i love oh, it thank you I, I appreciate i appreciate that yeah when i when i think of of your your influences like when i go go through history like of course rob liefeld jumps uh jumps out at me because you are the biggest unabashed rob liefeld fan i know and and it's it's not like your your stuff reflects like you know the the early image stuff, but I I just I love how much you love Rob Liefeld so much that like you know I've I've I forgot I've got a uh, I've got a blank cover for you for the uh, the X Liefelds, and I I have like some oh, little nice. like like young blood or X Force pins or something that I just found somewhere. But then also like I I remember Jim Mafood from like from our early oh, days yeah, hanging huge. out, you know that just that that very cartoony indie feel. Uh, but then definitely yeah, Crumb and, and like Basil Wolverton later on. Yes. Don't correct me and say Basil. You, you know my, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's something we didn't touch on with you, uh, David. What What are some of your your literary influences? Like, where where do you draw your your inspiration from? Um, like comics wise, I'm a big like Tom King, Brian K. Vaughn mm-hmm. uh, fan. I really. Uh, enjoy Neil Gaiman, um, both in comics and probably more in novels. I read a lot of like like fantasy sci-fi novels. Um, so like, um, of course Neil Adams and uh, Terry Pratchett. You know that's right right in my wheelhouse of like absurd, silly, and funny, and still like has heart to it. Yeah. Um, and both of you guys have had some stuff out there. Uh, David, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that uh, people might know you from some of your past works? Cause you've had some decently successful published works, right? 
Uh, yeah, I got some stuff out uh, through Vault Comics. And, yeah. uh, my first book was is Resident, um, and that has recently been optioned for a TV show. So hopefully within the next, I don't know, couple of years, you'll see that on television somewhere. Uh, BET Plus streaming or Paramount Plus streaming somewhere around there. It looks like the studio they're taking it to. Yeah, that was the first thing that I that I thought of. And then I was like, well, shit, I haven't talked to him in a while. So maybe, maybe I should let him bring it up just in case. I don't know. <laughs> in case it's a it's source. Still alive. <laughs> it hasn't died yet. No, that, yeah, that, yeah. that one struck hot. These things can always, Hollywood stuff can always fall apart at any second. Like, uh, it can go, it can go right up until like Batgirl, you know, which is a completely produced right. movie that's going to sit on a shelf somewhere and no one's ever going to see it. Um, and then uh, also uh, through Vault, I have End After End, which is out now in comic shops. The sixth issue just came out. It's a 10 issue series. And then I have a story in uh, Nightfall double feature. Um, also through Vault called uh, Denizen, and that is had its third issue come out, and the fourth issue is the final issue. Uh, so that is the stuff that I can talk about right now. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's the contracts have been signed for other things, but they have not been announced. So uh, some non has some non Vault stuff coming out. That's great. I'm awesome. I'm, I'm fucking stoked. You know, it's it's. It's cool to see to see that happen, you know, from from back in the uh, the sitting at Starbucks on right. Wednesday or I, Thursday I mean, I night wrote days. That, you were across from me when I wrote a lot of Resident. You know, that was being written at Starbucks on our art nights. You yeah, know, well, and, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take credit for some of the inspiration and there you uh, go. take some of that yeah. some of that movie check. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking movie check. The TV check, bro. Oh yeah, sorry. TV, TV checks the better check. It's coming. <laughs> Yeah. And Chris, um, do you got anything people might reckon? I mean, I know like our listeners familiar with space oddities in the last campaign would recognize that you did the alt cover for issue two, uh, which was fantastic. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Lot. That was a lot of fun to do too. Those characters are, uh, are great. I, I really enjoy the, the book that you, that you guys do. So yeah, I love that cover. So thanks for having me on, on there and yeah. giving me some sneak peeks at the, the next one actually too. So. Dead Blood is is where it's at right now for me. Um, let's see. Prior to that, uh, we we've done a Ghost Thunder anthology, and I've partaken in a couple of other anthologies. Just meeting up with people online, mostly. Um, last story we did, unfortunately, the whole campaign fell apart, which was that project uh, we previously mentioned with horses and such. Uh, it was a book called uh, Off into the Sunset. An enormous amount of talent in that book, yeah. and unfortunately, it just was one of those things that was mismanaged, and you know that that can happen. So a lot of uh, orphan stories are floating out there, and they they need a good home. So hopefully, we can find some place for that because I'm really proud of it. Was yeah. that was it that was. an anthology as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one we're searching for a home for a new publisher, and been in talks with at least one publisher to put it out. There's just too many good people in that, in that book and too many good stories. It's actually, you know, I'm not a mass. I've been in anthologies and it's hard to have an anthology where all the stories are good. Uh, and this is one that was like every story in there was quality. So it's a shame that it didn't come out. 
Chris was in Kayfabe, too. You were in a Kayfabe anthology. Yeah, I was in a Kayfabe anthology. Yeah, I was going to say, there was that, that wrestling book. I have that one. I enjoyed that one. But I couldn't remember what it was yeah, called. Yeah, that was a little different. Did a, a regular show homage. That's what the yeah. the writer was looking for in that one. But yeah, I don't know. Just a little little bit bit pieces here and there. Some pinups, some covers. I did an end-after-end variant cover, which was fun. And then now this is where all the, the energy is going, is Dead Blood. So for the vault stuff, like I, I've noticed that, I mean, like alt covers are ridiculously like there's just every book seems to have like four or five of them now. It's 97 again. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that something that like the publishers are insisting on or is that just something people like that you push well, it's, for? It's, like, it's something that people like, you know, right now, like people like the rare variant covers for that issue one. You know, we're back to kind of uh, the speculator days. Not yeah. as not as ridiculous as the 90s. You know, no one's going to be selling a million million copies of anything. Um, but, the, you know, they like to do incentive covers for the retailers to buy more copies. And at least with, I, I can only speak to Vault because I know their policy. Their comics are 100% returnable. Oh, so really? what they want is people to order a hundred copies of it, you know, to get that one out of a hundred variant. And then the retailer can sell that for 50 bucks, whatever the going rate is for that title at the time with the, the artist that they get on the cover. And then just have a whole bunch of the book in stock for people to pick up. And if they don't sell it, then they can send it back. And so vaults titles have a hundred percent returnability not just on the first issue, but every issue. So it, it's trying, they're trying to incentivize uh, comic shop uh, owners to take a chance on a smaller company that a lot of people don't know about by having a whole buttload of their books in stock and people giving a, a new publisher uh, and maybe new creators uh, a chance. Um, so it's, it's kind of an industry thing across the board. Um, Vault pretty much. We for like end after end, we had I think six or seven uh, variant covers for for resident when variant covers were really hot. I think we had thirteen different Holy variant shit. covers. Um, they were mostly store exclusives. Now store exclusives have started to kind of go away, but like seven of them were store exclusives where the store would pay for the print run themselves and get their exclusive cover. Really? Do they pay for the yeah. the artist to draw it too? Because it seems yeah, like that's the only place the, it's going. Yeah, they have to pay for the artist to draw it too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's cool. If, you're, if, they, if, the, if you've got enough pull to make that happen, right. that's and, rad. And if you have enough, you know, foot traffic, right? If you have a big enough shop and you can get a local artist, like that's what Cape and Cowell has done a bunch of times. Uh, like end after end, they did. They were the only store exclusive. We went from having like seven or eight store exclusives. Uh, for resident to like two years later end after end have one store exclusive so it just kind of shows how the market is already shifting yeah. kind of away from some of this stuff um and they did uh justin greenwood did an exclusive and he's here full he's in sacramento area in Folsom, um and we both went to do a signing at the shop uh for that so it's cool if you could partner have them partner up with like you know, I wanted Justin to do a cover. You know, they they wanted to do an exclusive cover. I'm like, let's put everybody together, and uh, yeah, it came out really great. But yeah, it's it's gotta keep going as long as people are still buying them. You know, it's cool. I, I like Vault in general. Like Vault's Vault's a good a good publisher. They're putting out a lot of interesting, unique books, 
And I really like that they put a synopsis of the story on the back because uh, unlike John, like I read most of my books for the story and uh, it's hard to tell with new books what the hell it's about without like, right. reading it. So it's nice yeah. to have that little blurb on the back to hook you. I mean, comics is weird in general because you, you really have to pre-order it before you see any of the book. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to just like trust by this blurb and maybe a couple of pictures that I'm going to want to collect this series. And so that's why they do so many overprints on number one. All right. Well, we we've had our appetizers. We've had our salad course. Let's get to the let's get to the real meat of this. We're here to talk about your Kickstarter that is currently going until what is the ending date on it? Oh gosh, it's like That's thirteen days away. Off, thirteen uh, days to go. Yeah. Okay, so this will probably be dropping with it with the uh, the last week there at the time when all of those uh, those friggin' followers finally start dropping their money in there. This would be March 9th or tenth, depending March. on. May. Or May. Yeah, <laughs> May. Oh, so there it is. May 11th at 8 a.m. We're going to go back in time. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I mean, May speaking 11th. of going back in time, uh, from, from <laughs> Dead Blood is a uh, a love letter to 90s comics, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, we already kind of established that. I really started collecting comics during that early, late 80s, early 90s, and was I was you know, neck deep in the image explosion. That was like the coolest thing that could have ever happened. Yeah, you were at the age of reason when that was happening. I was, I was <laughs> right. I mean, 1990, I'm in, I'm a, maybe a sophomore, junior in high school. I mean, come on. And big guns and skimpy clad women and like tons of action and explosions. Impossible and, anatomy on, on both sides. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't give a crap about the <laughs> anatomy. I'm like, this is cool as hell, yeah. you know? And Christopher, you know, obviously the same, you know, loved Liefeld. And, and so I don't remember, I don't know if you remember Christopher, I don't remember ever even saying let's do like a nineties homage style. I think I just wanted a dude with a big gun and <laughs> and it just kind of naturally fell into like the nineties. Did we ever explicitly like say that, Chris? No. No, we no. didn't we didn't. It, it just, just it like just, we it just felt, it felt it felt right. Yeah, we just kinda like mind melded into the nineties and we're like it just became what it was. Um because it was just like Chris wanted to do a, a ghost story. And I'm like, all right, how about a guy who shoots ghost bullets and his ghost brother, his vestigial, the ghost of his vestigial twin brother uh, is attached to him and they, they kick ass and fight necromancers. And he's like, of course that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a plot straight out of the nineties. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, we, we love the nineties books and I think that right now is we're we're seeing a little uptick in that um a bit of a resurgence of the the love coming back they were definitely that whole era has been maligned for quite some time yeah and i think maybe now it's a little cool again um it is not we're not trying to catch any wave or anything this is just what we both really like <laughs> and <laughs> it it felt right to do um but yeah I, this is not this is not like we are not pa making a parody of the 90s books. We're not poking fun of them at all. Yeah. This is if we had a book on shelves in 97, you know, yeah. or 94, I guess, really. Uh, and, and and just having fun with it. Yeah, sitting, I mean, sitting at conventions, Christopher and I talk about comics a lot. And we talked about the 90s comics. And 
one of the things, you know, because I lived it, it, I didn't really realize it at a time was how different everything about the image comics were compared to what was currently coming out at that time. And you pick up Marvel and DC comics that from like late eighties, early nineties, and you compare them to what an image comic looks like. And it's not even the same animal, you know, it's different paper, it's different coloring, it's different panel layouts, panel designs, you know, it has tons of different, like, again, random anatomy, but the, it was all about the energy of the page, not about the page being like, drawn a certain way to like a certain standard you know yeah it was it was very like it was almost anti-formulaic in its composition right. yeah they would take risks yeah. and and, yeah. and even stuff like like light and shadow and movement you know like it, the, it, there, there was such a standard with the big two that that these right. two you know I'm, I'm sure on purpose did not uh adhere to well and i know yeah. that like the uh, chris or christopher i gotta tell you like the I really like. You don't your... call him Chris. I call him Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I really. I, I... Now, now, you can both call me Chris. <laughs> I really like your your paneling in this book. It's like got really cool dynamic panel. Like just the way the page comes together is uh, it's it, like it, it catches the eye, and it's uh, but it, it's it's all in service of the story, but it's very uh, unique. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the, the, the work that David and I had previously done was more grounded work. And uh, so that led me to to start this book in a more grounded style. And I was handing off layouts to David and he said, you got you got to push this like this. This, is, this isn't screaming like an action book kind of thing. And push yourself go go look at some some 90s books and and get that get that in your your, yeah. your soul yeah you're not doing like a so like a I preacher did, or a kevin I, smith talking I, heads book yeah yeah i don't know i you know i, I appreciate you saying as much i don't think like all of them are successful as pages but i uh broke a lot of rules and i had a lot of fun doing it yeah yeah, that, yeah, but that's that's nineties. Yeah, that's that's, 90s that's comics, the right, right. That's the nineties attitude. Sometimes you would look at a page and go, "I don't know how to read this because there's an arm coming out <laughs> through this other panel, <laughs> yep. doing shit over here, and there's and you didn't so it, it goes really above care. one panel and below another one. Well, so, yeah, when you when you, uh, when you take risks and try try you know new things, uh, sometimes right? it doesn't doesn't land, and that's okay. But I, I think that I think everything in this book lands just fine. Like it, like I, I, I didn't works, have any trouble following the story or going through it, and it was really fun to to look at and read. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of cool design in it. Yeah, and and I mean, we spoke about this before the show, and and I'll I'll be upfront about it. Like I I didn't read the whole book. They they sent us a preview. Ben read the whole book. I've got the ash can the from from back in the day. You know, the for for the real for the real fans. Um, no, which I think you get, you guys have some, uh, as rewards on the, uh, the Kickstarter, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, uh, you can get that little book. It's, it's a nice preview, nine pages yeah. of stories, some behind the scenes stuff, and then I'll, I'll draw you a nice sketch cover on there too. It's, it's great. And, and the reason why I didn't read this book is because I'm such a purist about having a, a freaking physical comic book in your hand. And I'm so excited for this project that I don't want it spoiled by digital you know, uh, uh, by a digital experience. Like I want to read it for the first time, either sitting on my couch or on my toilet 
you know, where, where, where I'm at peace and I'm enjoying comic books and I want to see it in all of its color glory. You know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm purposely keeping the anticipation just building in my heart. Oh, I, I, I do the same thing whenever they send like, you know, when you do, when you do a Kickstarter book, they always send you the digital reward immediately. Mm-hmm. I have never read a digital reward. I'm like, I bought the book. I want to read it as a physical book and I want to f- turn the pages and control that speed. And yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, Good. I'm, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad I, it's, it's not just, you know, cause for a second I was like, Oh, am I being a dickhead? It's not even weird to me. That's normal. <laughs> it, it is. I just don't want. I don't want the, the buildup to be too much, and then oh, the pressure is killing you. I'm not shocked read. by that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned colors uh, in color glory, and mm-hmm. I, I was just going to give a shout out to to Bruno who Shit. just Killed crushed it. the colors on that book. Um, He's not somebody that uh, I've worked with before, uh, but I, I saw his work online. And once we started steering in this 90s direction, I mean, that's a very specific brand of color yeah. uh, unto itself. I mean, vibrant, uh, garish almost, and mm-hmm. popping off of the page. Yeah, they, they are not subtle. Nothing about the 90s, all. including He's sunglasses for these colors. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I can't and, wait you know to see what? it in print. I, I'm so excited to see this like in print. Like yeah. I want it to, I want it to nearly glow from across the room, like <laughs> like the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. You're like, you open this thing and you get blinded. Yeah, it was it was so easy working with him. You know, uh, we we struck up a conversation, and he was a fan of my work. I was a fan of his, and uh, he's over in Italy. Oh, and cool. so we just conversed via uh, email and, and, and chats. Um, love to meet him someday if that could ever happen. But um, uh, very minimal notes to get things started. I said, hey, here's the basic vibe of the thing. We're going, we're going 90s big. And that was essentially it. And he took the rest and, and, and made what you see. I, I got to give him credit for all the, 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 the tones that he used, like the, the Kirby dot i guess they're not yeah. kirby dots but um the like dot the matrix dots. stuff yeah and uh yeah i mean it, it man amazing I, I love his work it's super cool you know it, it, seeing those preview images after having only read the uh the black and white line art version in the uh in the ash can it's cool watching it come to life um, now, I mean, I'm not sure how, how hard you guys have been. I, I know you've been on a, on a couple podcasts and you were on, uh, on Ben's live show. Um, but here's, here's the part where you may already be sick of talking about it. Like let's, let's hear about your campaign. Let's pitch this campaign. Let's, um, let's tell people what they're in store for. David. Oh, me. <laughs> you do, you do. me? Uh, well, we, I mean, I can have Ben do it, but, but I don't, I don't. <laughs> Well, you know, this campaign is done. I mean, the book is done. So -hmm. there's no mystery to this campaign, right? So there's no like, oh, gosh, I wonder if this book's ever going to come out. We're going to get the money in print. That is basically the plan. And uh, so we wanted to use this almost just like uh, we didn't have to raise a bunch of extra money because we already paid out of pocket for Bruno and for uh, Micah Myers did the, the lettering and stuff like that. So what we wanted to do is just get this into as many people's hands as possible. So there's a book tier where you can get the book either digitally or in print. 
there is an Adam Cahoon variant. Adam Cahoon's a, a amazing artist who's uh, actually going to be on a is on a vault book right now too, called The Nasty. Oh, cool. um, and does amazing covers and he did an alternate cover and he did our backup story um, so there's a six page uh, Adam Cahoon backup in in the main in the book so you get the book you can get the, his variant cover and of course because it's 90s you can get our foil or chromium whatever shiny cover we're going to do some kind of, kind of like a treatment cover uh, so it'll be foil and so we have that we have that tier and then if you want all the books we have that tier and then uh, if you want, um, Christopher has a couple of, he put up a couple of tiers of original uh, art where he'll do a commission for you, a 9 by 12 commission, plus you get all the books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's, there's not a lot of extra fluff. I mean, you can get as add-ons um, stuff that, that Christopher and I have worked on together, like other short comics and our end after end. Was the weight one of those? Yeah. I was just looking at that one earlier again. Yeah. So we have another zine that I wrote and uh, Christopher did the art on. It's a wordless comic. Um, so there's that zine as a add-on, but there's really not a lot of fluff to the campaign. It's, it's You can get the book. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I mean, and, that's what it's all about, just a, right? A, a quick little pitch would be that it's, it's 18 pages, uh, main story. So the story that David and I worked on. And... Uh, that introduces you to our two protagonists, uh, Cole and Rip, which we did mention a little bit. Uh, you know, one is, is a ghostly brother, and one carries a gigantic gun. Uh, they're in a world essentially battling necromancy. Um, and in this first chapter, uh, we're introduced to... Uh, a gang called the Bats, and they're kind of like these 80s, 90s, yes. uh, you know, from, from all they're the punks. 80s and 90s movies. They're punks. They're punks. Yes, yeah. this is a, uh, it's like a retro futuristic post apocalypse. So, you yeah. know, at the time those comics were coming out, we had stuff like The Running Man and the Warriors. Like all these kind of like, yeah, Warriors and Escape from New York. Uh, and so those are the kind of like the world that we wanted to set this into. So it's a, it's in the nineties, what we thought the future was going to look like Yeah, taking stuff from the eighties and nineties. And, and so, yeah, we got punks and, uh, yeah, they're fighting and, punks. They're fighting supernatural beings. Um, and things get pretty loud right away. You're just thrown into this world. Um, there, through reading the story, then you're going to find out a little bit about this world. But there's not a lot of exposition. We wanted to get right into the action, and I think we accomplished that. I like the implication that there's a bunch of these like roving necromancy gangs that each have their own shtick, and and there are, and we've got um, a, a group coming up in issue two, and then uh, we we actually hashed out the the one in number three. So nice. We're we're moving forward with the story. We've already got. I'm working on two uh, as we speak. I'm actually drawing a page. From I was going to ask that because because I, I I see you with your face in a, in a uh, you know down in something with a light on, and I see a brush in your hand, your little little glove. Yeah. Yeah, working, working on, uh, working on issue two. 
this thing is moving. And then yeah. uh, in, a, in addition to, to our 18-page story, you get a, a six-page backup by uh, Adam Cahoon. Uh, and David and I helped kind of establish what that story would be about. We made Cole a kind of a retired sports figure, uh, which was also really big in, in the 90s. And he plays a, a sport that's not too dissimilar to the American Gladiators uh, called All Ball. And so it's a kind of this ultraviolet sport. And that's colored by Matt Harding. And that, man, that, that story looks gorgeous. Uh, Adam Cahoon did a, a fantastic job. And he helped design the, uh, not helped design, he did design the, the Dead Blood logo. And him and Tim Daniel helped kind of put the whole package together. Micah Myers lettered everything. I mean, we have a all-star team. We yeah. just really yeah, it's like a, out. It's like, a, it's like a real book. You're you're not a couple of schlubs in your garage making this. (laughs) Did did Micah do all the sound effects in it too? Because it is—it's got copious and excellent sound effects throughout the. Uh, the Those are hand lettered. But but did you do those, or did Micah do them? Yeah, no, I I did them on. They're on the page with with all the uh, with all the other art. Batshit crazy. Yeah, those sound effects are solid. Yeah, Yeah. I think Adam did his sound effects too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I love I love the, when the artist does the sound effects and and kind of weaves it in with the art. That's my fave. Mike did a great job making it look, giving it the polish, the professional polish. Well, hell yeah! I mean, like I said up top, this this campaign is already funded. It funded what in eight hours on the first yes. day. Yes. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> what's what's that like, you sons of bitches? <laughs> well, we set our we set our goal pretty low. Uh, <laughs> we didn't want to. Str- and again, because I mean, I was willing to set the goal at a buck because I I just wanted to use this <laughs> as a you know a pre order because yeah, you know, like like we've kind of established Christopher and I do local conventions and we like to sell our stuff at our booth. And this was just going to be another thing that we printed ourselves and sold at our booth and. Literally, as these pages are coming out, I'm like, this is too good to not get it out there wider. You yep. know, yeah. The it just like I like I kind of jokingly said, it's a professional looking book. Uh, so uh, I just I just said let's let's do a little Kickstarter and let's just do it as a pre order, and so made sure we set the goal fairly you know reasonable. I did not expect to hit it in the first. Day, the first eight hours. No, that was a nice uh, surprise. So that was that was a lot of uh, load off the old noggin. But uh, yeah, you yeah, don't have to worry about the uh, the third week slowdown so much because man, right. that, that that is nerve wracking when you're not funded. That, yes, that, that third is, week drop. Uh, is, it is slowed to a crawl right now. We are in right in the middle of the the right in the direct middle of the campaign right now today you're in the slump where all the slackers are kind of it's saved and they're like yeah i'll, I'll, I'll get yeah, around I'll to that. that yeah we get like one a day i'm like okay we had four today which was pretty big so we had four new like funders in the last three days i don't think see and that's what that's why you got to go through the slog of doing doing shows like this that's yeah, right. It, this I is mean, my third or fourth. Yeah, I, I, that was going to be another question. How sick are you guys of answering the same questions and like pitching the same things? Because I know when we run our campaigns and we're hitting all the shows we can, like it becomes so repetitive and stuff that, that like 
I worry I'm going to fuck up and say something weird because I, because I'm just in, in robot mode. Like, Oh, this is our book and this yeah. is what we're or doing. And this is why we're doing your own mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just, I just lie on each show. I, I make <laughs> up a new story each time. So it's always, it's always fresh. There isn't even a comic book company called vault. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I started hand selling comics to people at conventions, you know, mm-hmm. for Skybound first. And then for me, I have pitched, my own comics a thousand times to people. I have no problem. I will pitch every every single person who comes up to the booth. I will never stop pushing my own product. Uh, So I don't have a problem with it. I've been on a hundred podcasts talking about Resonant. I will go on a hundred more talking about it. Uh, I mean, it's three years in the can now. And I was on a podcast yesterday talking about where that idea come from. We know. And so it doesn't matter. I mean, because every time, hopefully, a new person is listening to this every time, and that might be a, a new person who picks up one of my books or yeah. one of our books, and then likes it and goes back and picks up some of our old stuff, or now becomes a fan and picks up the new stuff. And I have no problem uh, building a fan base one one person at a time. So I will repeat the same story as many times as it takes. Yeah, you know, having having done shows with you uh, with you two in the past. You're, 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 you're definitely the talker. I'm curious what, what Chris, have you had to do any, uh, any podcasts or shows or promotion without David yet? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine you're, uh, you're, you're a bit less comfortable, uh, talking yourself up, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, certainly. But I mean, this is a project that I'm actually really passionate about. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like we got we got something here. Yeah. And this is the the first time really that the, uh, David and I have have sat down, fleshed out a whole world. Mm-hmm. We've got multiple scripts. I mean, we just want to keep this thing moving. So I, I have no problem talking about this this book to anyone that wants to listen. I, I I love it. I love hearing you say things like that because oh you know over the years again we we've we've drawn so many things together and done little projects together and stuff. But like it's so cool to hear you say it because a lot of our projects were always just like one offs or we'll get to it when we get to it. And and like I've I've I feel the same way about you know what Ben and I have been doing. Um, more recently with space oddities, you know, just like a passion where you're like, holy shit, like this, this has my attention. And this, like, I, I feel, I feel very confident in this. You know, I think you and I both have, have shared a, uh, probably a, a, a bit of, a bit of, uh, self doubt over the years in our, in our talents. Um, oh, you, I mean, every artist does, yeah, right? You wouldn't yeah. be an artist if you didn't. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to see you working on two already, and and to be uh, to be saying such um, positive things about it instead of like, oh, you know, it just it is what it is, and hope you like it. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we keep to ourselves. You know, I mean, you've worked on a lot of things. I'm sure that just have never seen the light of the day, and I, I've done the same. And or maybe you sell it to a handful of people at a con, mm-hmm. um, and and this taking it to Kickstarter is a, a whole nother thing. We've already got, you know, over seventy people. I think buying it. We're hoping for a lot more. I mean, we could never sell 70 copies of a book at a convention over a, a weekend. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's that's, tough. That's, that's huge. <laughs> you know, it's not huge, right? It's 70, but that that's huge. Yeah, no, so, it, it's significant. I mean, if you, when you hold 70 yeah. books in your hand and you're getting ready to ship them out, it's, yeah. it's a pretty big stack of books. 
Yeah. So, and I think that that really helps too. Seeing that a lot of people are are behind it, are supporting it, are interested in in seeing what what that issue has to offer and and what might be coming next. It, it it's definitely pushing me. Right. Well, you know, speaking of conventions and stuff, are you guys going to be anywhere where anyone that happens to be local can can come and you know see you guys at a booth, check you out, and then um, also. If anyone's interested, where can they find your stuff? Like the stuff that you got, like where, where should people go to find your work? Where can people give you money? Yeah. That's the big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're located in, uh, in and around the Sacramento area. We're actually going to be at a uh, load icon, which is the uh, May 7th. And that's a, a Sunday, I believe. And it's a smaller show, but it's got a, a, a pretty good crowd there. And they'll have some uh, great creators there. I think everyone should come along, check it out. We may have some sort of a test printing of Dead Blood by then, uh, but I'm not sure. We're looking at that right now. Uh, but we will at least have the ash can and some, of course, all of David's vault books and some other things that we've worked on together. Uh, I am at Danger Logins on everything every social media so that's where you could find me uh david is at db andry and so really twitter i think is probably where we're both most active but i'm on instagram as well yep all that <laughs> what he uh, said you, you can get you can get my stuff at comic book shops uh residents uh, available uh everywhere uh volume one and two you can get them on amazon you can get it Barnes and nobles wherever you buy books can buy resident and end after end at nightfall double feature currently in comic book shops um should be able to still order uh most of those issues through diamond uh end after end trade should be out um in a couple of weeks so that'll be the first five cool. issues and then six through ten are coming out uh monthly now do you guys uh, yeah. sell anything on your ghost thunder collective website or is that i mean it's it's been it's been a number of years since we've all done shows together and everything so i'm not sure um if that if you guys i don't know no it's yeah. pretty dormant <laughs> right now uh we were doing like limited windows where we were opening it up and and putting things out um and and that would probably happen again once dead blood is in in print okay. for those that didn't didn't get a chance of picking it up at the kickstarter but if you're listening to this, go to the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And go see him at a GD show. Yeah. Yeah, come out and see us. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk your ear off about, about comics and all sorts of other fun stuff. We like music and wrestling and, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever you want to bring to the table, we'll, we'll chat about. Yeah, one of these days you'll hear Chris back on this show when we have a wrestling episode because... He's the, he's the biggest wrestling fan I, uh, I know, and we've, we've talked about it for four and a half years since we started the show. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get experts on for, for things. Yeah, all of my re- professional wrestling knowledge uh, is from the 90s, back when I yeah. was a was a young man and, 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 and watched professional wrestling. So I'm way out of well, touch. I am very ready to chat about all that. That's fun <laughs> stuff. That was, that was a, a good, entertaining time in, in wrestling. I mean, obviously, it's, it's not with troubles. Uh, it's certainly a troubling time in wrestling as well, but uh, fun to talk about. Lots of big characters. Yeah, and if you want, if you like uh, wrestling prints, go see uh, go see them at a convention and pick up one of Chris's eras. He does era specific uh, wrestling prints with a bunch of bunch of the stars. Yeah, 
Well, thank you very much, guys, for for coming onto the show. Um, I'm super excited for you guys. I, I I love that there's no fear at all. You know, it's 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 unless right. unless everyone pulls their uh, their support, which I don't think actually happens. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think you fucked up this interview that badly. You're, you're yeah. good. That would be <laughs> we'll save it in the edit. If- <laughs> yeah, if we lost uh, like fifty supporters, it's like, oh, your comics are no longer funded. Yeah, and and uh, what and a twist, you what know, a twist. Even, I'm I'm envious that that you guys were able to get everything done beforehand, basically, because because that that's uh, that that's that's not the case for us. Um, but so I'm I'm really excited that you know it gets funded. And what what are we looking at? You you guys were saying June, July for um I mean it could be it depends on where we go to print and how long the print takes. Okay. The book is assembled right now. We got a couple of tweaks to do on the cover, but the book is assembled and ready to go to print at this moment. So if we funded today, we could send that book off today once we know how many we can afford to print. Yep. Yeah. Um and so as soon as the money comes in, the books are getting getting done. Don't so. forget to calculate your shipping cost. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. The, the uh, <laughs> this is about as sure a thing as you can find on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is awesome. Yeah. It's really easy to fund that when you're like, oh, oh, book's done. Like that. That's kind of how it was with our first one. I had all the um, basically all the line art done. It's like just give us money so I can pay this colorist and then we'll print it and send it. Yeah. To that's you. why we haven't done the third one yet because it's like, well, we, you know, yeah, I, I fucked up the, on that second one. With the second one, it was like, all right, cool. This is an ambitious timeline, and it was like, oh, that was too ambitious of a timeline. Yeah. And, and you don't want to keep people hanging. It's yeah. nice to just be yeah. able to send them and get it. Because then they're excited. Like, you don't want your book to show up at their house and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember I this. About I this totally one. forgot I even backed this. Yeah, Sean Murphy with yeah. his year late campaign. That pissed yeah. me off. Whatever. Uh, you know, that's that's my pet peeve about Kickstarter. So that's why we didn't even start thinking about it until the book was done already. And Yeah, and, and I know me. And I am a really slow artist. So I was not out to, to disappoint. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you won't. Oh, I mean, I I think you're the one person on earth right now that can say, I'm sure you didn't. Yeah, you didn't disappoint (laughs) me. I can tell you that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for your support, too, with the the campaign. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for for taking the time to come on with us. And um, and I'm super stoked. And um, I go back the Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, listeners, go go back that thing. Get this this sweet book right in your uh, in your your little hands, and uh, read it wherever you're comfortable. I will put a link in the show notes so people can get to it easily. And um, if you want to communicate with uh, with Geek Exploration, the podcast, hit us up at uh, Geek Explore. Wait, what is it? Email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. We took a long break. Um, we're on social media's Facebook Geek Exploration the Podcast page, Instagram Geek Exploration Podcast, Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can call us at 916 Ork Turd. That's 916 O R C T U R D. Hey, if you have questions for the uh, for the Ghost Thunder guys here, um, I, I I I can communicate with them. So I, I would love to to uh, get those questions answered too. I don't know. I'm trying anything uh, to get some interaction here. <laughs> And uh, maybe they don't want to be bothered, but too late. I already said it. Too late. <laughs> um, yeah. You have our numbers. We, yeah. can't, we can't avoid you. <laughs> and if you enjoyed uh, this show or any of the others, uh, go give us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Uh, we've got swag at shop.exploration podcast.com. 
Uh, we're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network, and uh, the theme for this show is something that... It's that I, masterpiece yeah, theater thing. Yeah, that I don't have thing. to credit because I'm pretty sure it's public... Uh, Hopefully it's public domain. I mean, domain. Yeah, and if it's not, not like anyone gives a shit about sue us. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs>